Hi, I'm Johnny Reinhardt. And I'm Megan Francis. And you're listening to the Meet the Makers podcast. In this show, we talk to the masters who create beer, wine, and spirits in Southwest Michigan to hear what inspires their craft. It's all part of the Makers Trail. You can learn all about the makers that are part of the Makers Trail at makerstrail.org and plan your route with the map available right at their website, makerstrail.org. And now it's time to meet the makers. Welcome to episode number 13 of the Meet the Makers podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be heading to Bridgman to check out Haymarket Brewing. We're going to talk to head brewmaster Pete Crowley, and we're going to talk about how they decided to expand their brewing from Chicago all the way here to Southwest Michigan. And they checked out a lot of different properties, but decided to land on an old state police post. It's pretty cool, and it's an amazing place to check out. So let's head over to the beer garden and get this one going. We're here in Bridgman talking with uh, Pete Crowley, co-owner and brewmaster of Haymarket, and this is uh, the place to be. We're hanging out here in the uh, the beer garden because it's like, what, 90 degrees here today, so I thought, hey, why not hang out outside and uh, enjoy this beautiful weather that we have here in Bridgman, and uh, first off, let's just let's just start from the beginning. How did, how did it start for you guys uh, to bring, your, not only, uh, you know, start your brewery that you started in, in the Chicago area, but... What was the decision to say, hey, let's expand and go to Bridgman, Michigan? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, it, uh, it actually was just a, a bunch of different things that kind of all happened at once. We, we knew we needed a bigger space. We uh, were at capacity at our brew pub in Chicago, and we wanted to start packaging and get our brand out there um, to more areas. Uh, specifically to start, uh, it was going to be the Chicagoland area. We're in eight counties. But eventually, we want to be uh, a Midwestern presence. Right. Um, so we looked around Chicago for a bit, and really, everything that we were looking at just wasn't, like, really magical. It was more like a boring yeah. old warehouse kind of thing. And we like to have uh, our business to have, like, a cool vibe. Right. Uh, our brew pub in Chicago is, is, is badass. Um, so... My business partner, John, has a house over here in southwest Michigan uh, near St. Joe. And we've been coming over here since the late 90s as friends and uh, really enjoys the area and specifically how easy it is to get back and forth. Right. So John was like, one day he's like, why don't we look in Michigan? Um, Which we were kind of like, we were so focused on Chicago that uh, it really hadn't occurred uh, to me to think about, you know, I mean, what's an hour and 20 minutes? I mean, right. A lot of people, that's their daily commute. Exactly. So, And for in Chicago area, that's that's like 20 miles, 20, yeah, 30 miles, and it, it, and it will be an hour and 20 minutes depending be. on the traffic. Yeah. So we started looking over here, and I was talking with uh, friends of mine. I've got friends at the, the, uh, Tapestry and Transient and and um, uh, Greenbush. And so we kind of we already knew the vibe over here. Um, we really enjoy it over here. So we started looking around. And uh, we really just wanted uh, uh, like a piece of land, just a, yeah. p- a plot, and we were going to build just a big, you know, big tall building on it, and have it be a brewery with a little tap room. Yeah. And uh, Callie Berg uh, from Bridgman uh, was driving us around, showing us lots, and and at the end of the day, she's like, you know, there's this building. It used to be a state police station. Uh, it's been vacant for three years. Yeah. Uh, Lake Charter Township owns it, but it's in Bridgman, but Lake Charter Township owns it. Um. And uh, just want to show it to you. And 
as soon as we pulled in, uh, our eyes lit up. We tried not to act too excited, but our eyes lit <laughs> you up. You never want to uh, do that when you're going yeah, to, to visit properties. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, oh, I don't know if, what we're going to do with it, but we'll look at it. And we're both like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looked like a municipal building. It was really kind of boring from the outside, but it, all brick, uh, copper roof, and lots of land. And we knew we wanted a cool tap room. We knew we wanted outdoor space. But the uh, the ability to actually eventually also have a vent space right. uh, was super appealing. Uh, out back, there's probably uh, I mean four acres I'd say of, of usable event space um, behind the behind the production building. So uh, our goal uh, is to have a couple fun events next summer, kind of mm-hmm. ease our way into it. Um, but just having the the much larger tap room than we had even planned. And a, and a much larger beer garden than we had even planned. Um, so we really kind of lucked into the space. And, you know, thanks to Callie because, you know, she just was like, I'll just show it to you just in case. Yeah. And we were like, all right. So it took us uh, a few months back and forth with Lake Charter Township to uh, um, come to an agreement. Uh, and uh, then once we took it over, now it became Bridgman. Right property instead of uh, you know not you know, we owned it but sure. uh, it's not in Lake Charter Township uh, anymore it's in Bridgman um, the city embraced us uh, with open arms um, the the locals have been great um, you know coming into the the fall winter that's pretty much who we're going to be hanging out with is Definitely, the is yeah. the locals yeah um, but yeah we're super super excited about the location uh, it's a beautiful piece of property and um, and Bridgman's been a, a, a great. A uh, great resource for us in a, in a great town. So. Yeah, it's a good spot because it's like it's tucked back. I mean, even when this is a state police post, I always would drive by. Luckily, I've never, I never had to visit uh, the state police post. But even when I was a kid, and we, you know, we'd go to police stations and visit, and, and they'd show us around. I never had a chance to see uh, this state police post, so I had no idea what it looked like um, before you guys came in here and uh, did all the remodeling. Yeah, it took a, it took a lot of vision. Uh, most of it was was from John, um, but it took a lot of vision walking in and just seeing offices and, yeah. and drywall and drop ceilings and and uh, it it uh, it was uh, you know it was a pretty boring space and throughout the construction project we had like a little idea pop up here idea pop up there and uh, it eventually turned into a really cool inviting warm family friendly tap room um, a good space for community uh, all communal seating long tables. Um, cool lighting, good good music. Um, we just started doing live music last month as well on weekends. So it's uh, it really turned into uh, a, a very beautiful and, and warming and welcoming space. So we're pretty excited about it. Definitely. And, and talk about that a little bit because, you know, you, you walk into this building and it's, like you said, a, a just kind of a cold municipal type of building with offices, drop ceilings and all that. So it, it took some definite vision on your guys' part. But it was kind of a uh, let's play around and see see what happens kind of thing. You knew what you needed. You needed the space for uh, you know all of your your brewing stuff and your uh, your canning and all that stuff. But then once you got into like the tap room area, you got to kind of play around a little bit. Yeah, we we went uh, a little like step by step. We didn't sit down uh, ahead of time and say let's get this wall covering, these right. tables, these lights, uh, this sound system put garage doors here let's make yeah. this kind of concrete for the the patio floor let's mm-hmm. get this uh stone for the wall the patio like it was all as we went so as we demoed we realized how we wanted the ceiling to be yeah 
so we kept uh, the wood and we just spray spray uh, insulated the, the top and then painted everything white. We got the garage doors in and then we we're like, okay, I think we should cover the, the the regular brick with some cool stone to make the the, the patio feel a little more warm. Yeah. Instead of just the the police station wall. Um, we had a local guy, a wood, uh, wood uh, worker, um, hand make all of our communal tables. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we got those in, we realized, you know, the color and how they looked and how we, we should match some of the yeah. wood on the bar and the walls. Um, and then once we got the, the, the window uh, opening for the kitchen with our wood-fired pizza ovens, um, we really wanted you to be able to see into the ovens and see sure. the fire. Yeah. We realized, okay, well, let's decorate that with something. What right. should we do? Why don't we just put wood storage around it, you know? <laughs> so um, just stuff like that. It was like little things where, let's do this, let's do that. Um, we ended up leaving all of the walls that weren't tiled uh, just plain white because we didn't know what we wanted to do yet. Sure. So there's another example. Um, they're still currently all white, but our artist that uh, designed uh, our can art mm-hmm. uh, is going to come out and spend a weekend, and he's going to do a mural on the whole uh, west wall. Oh, to start cool. so it'll look really cool he did a mural on our a whole wall of our bar in chicago and it just people are like wow that's really neat yeah so we, we have like this blank canvas so we like to just kind of take things one step at a time and 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 make sure it works instead of right. throwing it all together and then you're like oh i don't think i like that well you and that, that's the cool thing too is that you you know you, you expanded and came out over here but you didn't want to just you know cookie cutter let's make it try and look exactly like the tap room in chicago and say let's okay this is what it needs to look like you you kind of you know had an open canvas and you kind of like you said still do uh with you know your artists coming in and uh doing all that stuff and then i mean let's talk about the the uh the wood-fired ovens that you guys have yeah sure i mean that's a big thing for people is when they come here uh I, i mean i hear more people telling me we need to go to haymarket for the pizza more than they say, we need to go there for the beer. They're like, the beer's great, but the pizza, oh my gosh, we got to come here for that. Well, that hurts a little bit, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <Jenny. it's- laughs> um, so uh, we're really proud of our, of our food program here, yeah. um, but it was definitely uh, a smaller food program, uh, a smaller menu. We really wanted to focus on the production aspect. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so this is why in Chicago it's Haymarket Pub and Brewery because the yeah. pub's bigger. Yeah. And here it's Haymarket Brewery and Taproom because the mm-hmm. brewery's bigger. Yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah, see I how, like that. See I, how we I did see that? what you did there. Um, so uh, originally, you know, it was going to be a, a, a much even smaller menu than we have now. And it was about come taste the beer, yeah. grab some beer to go. And we've always had a love affair um, with wood-fired pizza. And we started talking about it and we said, well, I mean, there's there's wood fire pizza out there, but but let's let's really do it. Let's really do it right. So yeah. uh, my business partner John, my chef Chris, and I, and another buddy of ours, Matt, who owns a wood fire pizza place in Chicago, literally went to Brooklyn, New York, uh-huh. uh, which is in a lot of opinions the wood fire pizza mecca of the like the whole United States. Right. And we spent three days, and we went to something like like 14 wood-fired pizza places yeah. and we had like three pizzas at every single one of them so oh, like man. i got i got back to chicago my wife's like what happened to you it was like 20 pounds heavy. yeah i was gonna say because uh, we were like we're doing this so um you know we so we got a lot of uh experimentation and research out of that we already made pizza in chicago uh-huh. but it's a it's a gas uh fired oven um 
so we already make our own dough. We already made our own pizza sauce. Yeah. We already make our sausage from scratch, our jardinier from scratch. So we already had the scratch kitchen and, and the ingredients down. Uh, and so we wanted to bring something that was unique to the tap room. Uh, so we, we sourced these ovens from Italy. They're Mario Acunto uh, handmade ovens. And uh, the pizza oven is up to 1,000 degrees. So it does take, you know, eight minutes or so to lay out the dough, put all the yeah. toppings on it. But uh, you put it in that oven, it's it's like 90 seconds that yeah. pizza's done. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, but we are uh, artisanal pizzas. We are all fresh ingredients. Um, interesting ingredients mm-hmm. like the elote yeah. pizza with corn and, and umami mayo and, and yeah. chili powder. and So it's it's fun. It's a... Uh, it's a fun menu. It is small, but we also have sandwiches and salads, and and again, they're all fresh, uh, handmade. Uh, like our chicken sandwich is it's it's rubbed and brined and then cooked in the pizza oven, and and we use all local bread. We get our bread from Bit of Swiss. Um, you know the dough and the and the sausage and the yeah. jardinier is all made in Chicago. We've got a, a refrigerated uh, van that we drive the dough over right. from oh, Chicago because yeah. wow. uh, if you don't have it refrigerated, it starts to expand. Like it's ready to go in the oven, exactly. so you got to keep it cold. Yeah. So we figured that out in the first first week or two. <laughs> um, so yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's fun having two locations. Uh, they are definitely very different locations, but mm-hmm. both have great beer and 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 great food. And the fun part about having this brewery here now is that I can have more beers on tap in Chicago. Because um, I had in Chicago, I had thirteen guest drafts right. as well as my beer in Chicago. So I had like eleven of my beers and thirteen guest drafts. Yeah. So now we sell all the beer from here to ourselves through a distributor. It's a whole other story for another another day. Um, but uh, so now I've got 24 Haymarket beers on tap in Chicago. Yeah. And, then, you know, so it's cool. We have the best of both worlds. And, you know, people ask me about Bridgman and about Chicago. And, you know, are you a Chicago brewery? Are you a Michigan brewery? And I say, well, we're, we're lucky enough to have the best of both worlds. Right. I can hop in my car and go. Uh, be in the big city mm-hmm. at my brewery there, or I can hop on the car and come out to beautiful Southwest Michigan and, and, and be in the country. Um, so it is the best of both worlds. And it's, it's, it's a nice change of pace really to like, I just got back yesterday from Chicago. Um, so now I'm in the country for, you know, till right. Wednesday and I'm going to yeah. go back to the city and then I'll come back. So I get to spend, you know, three, four, uh, you know, days at a time in each, each spot. So you really start appreciating both because you really, you get to experience both. Yeah. It's a cool thing to, to experience, you know, both areas too. And then uh, what's cool about, you know, this area is that, you know, with, like you said, with able to expand, you know, the amount of beers that you have, but you also, do you play around a little bit with, with different ideas here and then you bring them to not only the people here, but also you take it back to Chicago and like, all right, I was playing around this weekend or the past few days on a new beer, and now I'm gonna, you know, I'm ready to release it here in Chicago too. No, that's an interesting question, and the, and the funny thing is, it's actually the opposite. So, we have now turned uh, the brew pub in Chicago into a literally like a one-off uh, fun brew house. Yeah. So every every beer, I mean, we do remake popular ones, like yeah. we'll remake our Belgian triple and our double and and our extra pails and things like that. But but the flagship beers are now all produced here. Right. So our Speaker's Wagon Pilsner, our Alistair IPA, Matthias Imperial IPA, Oscar's Pardon Belgian Pale, all the flagship brands are produced here. So now my brew crew in the city, uh, which we do about 110 brews a year, right. will do about 100 one-offs Okay. out of 110. So yeah. you're a lot more fun, small batch variety mm-hmm. over there. And then uh, if we dial something in and we really like it, uh, we'll bring it over here on a larger scale. 
brew 30 or 60 barrels of it, and then we can send it back to the city and right. distribute it. Um, a good example is we, we made a beer for uh, Mike Dicka's restaurants. Uh, we did two different pilot batches in Chicago. They, uh, their chef and, and uh, their head honcho um, tasted them. They, they took it to the staff. They, they talked about it. They picked the one that they liked best, which was a, a brewery, La Chouf yeast strain. It's, it's uh, spiced with lemon peel and orange peel. And, uh, and then we brought it here, and we brewed it here. Yeah. Uh, brewed a big batch. It's on tap here. It's on tap uh, uh, at the Dickens restaurants in Chicago, and, and it's a cool partnership. And so now we're starting to even do uh, small batch collabs in Chicago yeah. with restaurants like Shaw's. We've got a, a, a lemon rye saison we did with, uh, with Shaw's for their Oyster Fest coming up in uh, about a week and a half. Yeah. Um, so we're able to start doing... Uh, even beers distributing out of the pub now because we can make enough because we have beers coming from here. Right, yeah. So now we're going to be distributing beers uh, out of the pub and out of the tap room here. So wow, it's it's, a, it's been a, quite an adventure, but it's it's really fun to be able to have the amount of variety we do with the two breweries, exactly from the small batch side to the the big batch. So that's really cool. And you know, we'll talk about some of your uh, your flagship beers, and you got some in front of me that uh, you, you know I've I've been trying these as you were giving me a tour. Of the uh, the brewing facility and just the whole uh, the guts of everything that's going on here, um, but yeah, you guys, I mean, the beer is fantastic. Um, Thanks, man. And then you also uh, the last one that you know because I said, give me your flagship ones, give me the ones you guys are canning, the ones you guys are giving a you know that you really uh, that everybody's been drinking. Plus, uh, you know, I picked the last one because I just love the name. Um, it's called Teen Wolf. And you said that was a collaboration as well with somebody. Yeah, so the fun part about that beer, two, a couple things. Uh, one, it's called Team Wolf because one of the collaborators, uh, Tim Marshall, a longtime brewing friend of mine, uh, we both worked uh, for Rock Bottom together for years, um, is now the uh, head brewer for Salamolf Brewery, uh, just west of Chicago in, okay. in Warrenville. Uh, Salamolf, very, very highly regarded brewery. Um, when he was a brewer, uh, a young brewer with, with Rock Bottom, he, was, he had a, like a neck beard and he was very hairy. <laughs> and so everyone called him Teen Wolf. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we wanted to do a collaboration together and we brought in another brewer friend of ours that was my assistant brewer for a long time. Uh, now owns and operates Wiseacre Brewing out of Memphis, okay. which is another highly regarded uh, yeah. brewery. Um, and we wanted to make this American brown that, that really uh, Tim was was known for this American brown that he liked to do. Um, so it's a hoppier brown ale. Um, it's fermented out to be drier. Um, so you get malt flavor, but it's not sweet. Right. And then we brewed it with uh, turbinado sugar and, uh, and molasses as well. So it's got a lot of fun characters. And then it's it's hopped like crazy. Yeah. So it's got a nice combination all the way around. Uh, but when we... Uh, when we tapped it in Chicago, people showed up in like the Team Wolf basketball jerseys course, and everything. Like, yeah, it was yeah. it was it was great. So it's oh a really fun beer. So we're able to do like you know that kind of stuff too uh, here. So they 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 uh, both came into town and stayed here with us in in Bridgman and and we had a brew day. Yeah. Um, but how, as how most collaborations go, uh, the collaborators uh, by the time lunch beers started we're pretty much done working and right. the brew crew here had to had to stay and finish the day <laughs> um so yeah i love that and then i also love uh the the board the flight board that you guys have uh, because as you notice that a lot of uh, michigan breweries around here i mean they use you know if they want to get unique with the flight board they'll do the the lower peninsula of michigan but you thought of doing something a little different 
Yeah, so what's funny, it's mitten made, and, um, and they make flight boards for a lot of folks in the Midwest, but uh, most of them I've seen are the state. Yeah. Uh, so we just did the lake because uh, we're on we're right on the, the coast of both sides. So at the very bottom of the lake, there's a star on each side of the board for the Bridgman location and the and the Chicago location. Um, so it, it's fun. A lot of people are like, "What is that, Florida?" And I'm like, "No, that's actually that's." <laughs> it the, does look like Florida when you lake. first look at it. No, for sure. <laughs> um, and and that is true. As you guys are right here by the lake, and so you're you're thinking about that kind of stuff too. Is that you know you're right down the road uh, from you know. 16 miles from the state line if you go down 94 and then you're right on red arrow highway you're you know like a mile or so from the beach um so getting a can of beer getting a six-pack of beer and you know going camping or something like that you're thinking about all that stuff and people can come by and, and pick up six packs of all that stuff yeah i mean we we started off pretty slow uh we got open later than we wanted to we wanted to be open in the fall we uh-huh. opened up in january january is just booming over here by the way right exactly um, so <laughs> you know we got a slower start than we wanted and then uh, we didn't get the cans rolling until later in the summer. Right. Um, so we think that uh, next year, next spring is really, people will know we're here now. Yeah. They'll, they'll know we have cans. We just started distributing draft in Michigan. Um, we're we're going to eventually be to start in 10 counties. Okay. Uh, right now, I'd say we're on tap at like 30 places yeah. uh, around the area. Um, but we eventually want to be from New Buffalo all the way up to like Grand Haven. Right. Um so we're going to focus on on that area and then the Chicagoland eight counties for now. Um, by this time next year, uh, I would like to be in all of Illinois and all of Michigan. Right. Uh, we have the capacity to do so. Yeah. And uh, and really, you know, once we see the cans on the shelves and and the folks at the state parks and and hitting the beaches, you know, they know we're here. So right. Uh, we're definitely super young over here, uh, but we've been well received. Like I said, the community's been great. Uh, the brewing community has been great. Uh, they all stop in and say hi. Uh, and we do have that, the luxury of everyone that is from Indiana or Illinois or Wisconsin that is driving back from the Upper Peninsula or Detroit right. or Definitely. wherever, Grand Rapids, they drive right by us. So we're an easy stop right off the highway. We're only a few miles right off the highway. Just uh, just watch your speed limit going through downtown <laughs> Bridgman. Yeah, because it does slow down. And it goes right down yeah. to like 30. And I think that's why, you know, that's why I think it was such a great spot for a state police post is that it would hit like probably not even a quarter mile before you got to the state police post. It dropped 10 miles yeah. an hour. So you'd be down to 45. So, yeah, you got to watch out for that type of stuff. But, uh, you know, what's what's great about what you guys, you know, coming here and being a part of this uh, this amazing, you know, brewing community in this area Um you guys also, you know, there's even room for expansion in, inside the building. I mean, you guys were already planning for that type of stuff, which I think was a great idea. Yeah, I, I have uh, 24 years of brewing experience now. I've brewed in seven different breweries, and, and I know I was president of the Illinois Brewers Guild for about 10 years, and, and I know all the brewers in the Chicagoland area, and and the challenges that they've faced with expansion have always been building's not big enough, there's sure. a wall in the way, i got to dig it up and put in sewer, i got to do this right. do that. And so uh, John and I talked when we were going through this project, and we're like, we're building this building in back. It's a 6,000-square-foot packaging facility building. We're building it from the ground up. Right. So why don't we just go ahead and build out the expansion before we even open? So then once we need to expand and we need to make more beer, we need to hit more markets, um, we, all we have to do is buy tanks. Right. And so the glycol's plumbed, the hard piping is, is here, the glycol chiller is there, the, the floor is poured, trench strains are in. 
So it is a matter of, of ordering tanks to go from, from 5,000 barrel capacity all the way up to 20,000. Uh, and then we outgrow that space, but we have uh, 18 acres, well, 17 acres uh, of, of property. Uh, unfortunately, almost 10 of it is protected wetlands. So, I mean, <laughs> right. not unfortunate for the wetlands, but yeah. Yeah, I can't build a brewery on it. Um, so, uh, but we can keep going back and, and add another building right behind that one. So, and, and at, at that point, I think if we do the second building, we would put in uh, a, a, an actual workable, like, loading bays and things right. uh, for the semis. Because right now, you know, we're young and uh, we didn't think we, we needed to do certain things yet because we're yeah. not busy enough. So let's wait until we have the, sure. the the production levels to to need certain things. So um, like our cooler is not very big. Uh, we don't have the loading. We have the old loading doors, but we don't have actual loading docks. Right. Like that kind of stuff. So that's the stuff that we're like, you know, that's what we'll expand when yeah. we need to. We don't need to. We don't need to to do anything brewery wise to expand. It's more logistics, so which is much easier to expand than than having to, to build a whole other brewery. So. Exactly. And you guys are uh, getting ready to can uh, again tomorrow, you yep. said. Yeah. If you're in the um, neighborhood, stop by. Uh, yeah. Probably be rolling around one with the uh, with the actual canning. Uh, it takes a while to get set up, and then they, they like to fill um, the kegs first, get them out of the way, yeah. and then, then we can the rest. So tomorrow we're canning our, our flagship Belgian pale ale called Oscar's Pardon, um, which is actually a nice segue. I can tell you about why it's called that? Yeah. Uh, so Oscar Neby was um, one of the Haymarket Eight arrested in 1886 on May 4th. Actually, probably May 5th, after the Haymarket Square riot. He was uh, one of the protesters uh, uh, for fair working conditions for the eight-hour workday. Okay. Uh, the Haymarket Square riot is in every labor history book in the world. Um, May Day is actually celebrated all over the world. Yeah. As the day of of this eight-hour workday movement that started on May 1st, 1886. So Oscar Nieby was arrested. It's called Oscar's Pardon because the governor, Altgelt of Illinois, uh, actually pardoned him. He was one of only, I think, two out of the eight that made it out alive. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about Oscar was uh, that his profession was he was a yeast salesman for breweries and bakeries. Okay. So there's not only a haymarket connection, but yeah. a brewing connection. So we try and have that with... Um, a lot of our brands, there's either a, a Haymarket or a beer connection or both. Right. That so. definitely helps. Yeah, coming up with that. I mean, yeah, you, you're able to pull from history, uh, not only from your name, but then, yeah, all of those different things that go alongside of it. And I, I should add that uh, the, the brew pub downtown is literally across the street from where the riot occurred. Wow. So we're in the Haymarket Square. We're on the uh, southeast, south, where are we? North. East corner. Uh, I don't even know. Where I never I am know anymore. my cardinal directions uh, anymore. Uh, of the of the actual Haymarket Square and uh, the the statue uh, of the spot where the bomb went off and where the riot occurred is literally just just over the the highway, just wow. on a block, just one block away from our brew pub. Um, and so we wanted to have a, a neighborhood that had historical significance, and we wanted to have a name that had historical significance to Chicago. Yeah. Um, and and we accomplished both. Um, and then our, our flagship Pilsner, which you tried first, uh, is called Speaker's Wagon Pilsner, and that's named after, and the graphics on the can are, 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 uh, are painted after the, uh, the, the monument across yeah. the street from us where the riot occurred. So wow. um, it's pretty cool. We like to tell both sides of the story. Uh, we're not, you know, just anarchists, and we're not, you know, <laughs> or, or we're not anti-protesters. We, we right. tell the whole story. Um, so our flagship Imperial IPA, which you also tried, is called Matthias. Uh, Matthias Deegan was the first officer killed uh, okay. when the bomb went off. So we pay homage to the police 
uh, as well as the protesters. I mean, it was a tumultuous time, and mm-hmm. and uh, history is it gets foggy as yeah. you get as, as it gets older. Uh, so you know, there's two sides to every story, and and we just we'd like to tell tell both. So. Exactly, and and speaking of the you know the artwork that is on your cans, I mean, I love you know that's something that people don't even think about when you look at a can of beer is you know the artwork and everything that it goes into it and you you've got an artist that you said uh does a lot of the artwork for you guys uh in the chicago not only at your tap room but also on your cans as well yeah so uh his name is john arrow um a-i-r-o uh he's a, a really cool cat and he uh did all the all of our artwork uh all of our branding um stink bug stink bug attack Stink bug attack. Um, it's that time of year. Uh, he did it all. All you know, he did a lot of like charcoal, pencil, a lot of hand painted stuff. Yeah. Um, he's that. He's that kind of personality. He gets into a groove and he stays up all night and he comes in like all disheveled with like seventeen pieces of cardboard that are just all painted on. And right. he's like, he shows us everything that he's thinking about. And um, he did the mural in uh, in Chicago, the whole wall in the bar. And and uh, he he came up with either original just ideas. Which uh, I meant to show you back in the in the hallway on the way back to the restrooms. There's a bunch of his original yeah, artwork I back saw there. Yeah, some of those. Yeah, um, comes up with some ideas, but also like our our flagship brands, um, the Oscar Nebi is mm-hmm. actually uh, a painting off of a portrait of him. Um, the Speaker's Wagon is a painting or a sketch from the the monument. Yeah. Um, Alistair Crowley. Uh, well, I'll get into that one in a minute. Uh, Alistair is actually a, a painting off of a picture of Alistair Crowley. So he yeah. he he creates the original artwork but it's all based off of you know kind of existing right. ideas and and uh he's got a really nice touch and uh it was it was nice working with the uh, the ball manufacturing uh corporation they have a a high end way to put graphics onto a can uh it costs quite a bit more money than the traditional printing sure. methods but you can really see the detail and yeah. the, the pencil lines and the and the colors uh, of the cans it really pops so uh, i think we've got a really nice uh, uh looking package i think it really pops on the shelf uh when you put it up next to other breweries and then of course the product inside of it is is is, is amazing so yeah exactly i mean you, you you want good beer but i mean that the first thing when you are uh when somebody's at a place standing in front of a cooler is is they look for the name or they look for if it's got cool artwork or something like that the can is is key and then obviously the stuff that's inside of it is is important as well yeah, I, I've uh, I've had a, a few experiences where I'm standing in front of a cooler and I can't tell what the brewery is, or yeah. I can't tell what, what what the brand is, or what right. the beer is, and or that's a lot of times you you have a hard time like figuring out where it's made. Right. Uh, so we've got right on the can, it's made in Bridgman, Michigan, but we have a tap, we have a brew pub in in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to be very transparent. We we are a, a family owned, independently owned company, yeah. uh, but we do brew it in Michigan, and we we are a Chicago brewery, so. Um, we like to be as transparent as possible, and that's why we also put the actual date of the fill on the bottom of the can. Right. Uh, so you know when you look at my can when it got filled. Yeah. There's not some crazy code that you, that no one <laughs> understands, or right. Uh, you know, or or I, I also hate like Best Buy because Best Buy tells me nothing. Right. You could have a Best Buy a year from now if you want. Exactly. You're, you're not telling me anything. So we like to be transparent. We want the, the consumer. I mean, we've already had some. Uh, wholesalers and retailers be like, mm, yeah, but I'd rather not, you know, have yeah. that. I'm like, well, you, everyone should want that. Yeah, exactly. everyone should want to know exactly what day it went into the package. Yeah, I think that's important. So you can tell that we we started this company as as brewers and and beer lovers, not right. as as you know some conglomerate like 
we're just trying to invest and, and get a return. Like exactly. obviously the end of the day, uh, we all work to, to support ourselves, you know, and make money, but, but we, we designed everything and we built everything, uh, with the philosophy of, of beers first and, and beer is important to us. That's so. awesome. You know, it, this has been an, an absolutely great time just hanging out here, uh, talking with you and just uh, seeing, you know, all the stuff that you guys are working on and, and doing all kinds of great things. Uh, one thing I do got to ask you, I want to add, uh, I, I ask this to just about everybody, and you've kind of told me all the stuff that you guys are working on, but is there any, any secrets that maybe people don't know about, about maybe something you guys are working on? Maybe it's a beer collaboration that people haven't heard about just yet. Uh, maybe something you're doing for the fall season, but is there anything that you got going on that that you want to tell me about that that no one else knows? Um, well, I mean, uh, one thing I would say is uh, we have already brewed a batch of our Defender American Stout here. It's it's in the fermenter and it'll be coming out in the fall. Um, Defender has won in my career nine World Beer Cup and Great American Beer Festival medals. Wow! Uh, it's won. Uh, since we've opened the Chicago uh, Taproom, two World Beer Cup golds and a JBF gold, so it's a it's a very highly regarded, well respected beer. It's uh is a, a really hoppy American stout, but it has chocolate malt and roasted barley in it. Um, so it has that malt character, but it's also hopped like an IPA. So that'll be coming out here, you know, month month maybe month yeah. and a half, and that's like one of my favorite winter beers because yeah. it has everything you want in a stout but it has everything you want in an ipa too oh, uh, so that's going to be fun um the other thing that is is coming uh up that i don't think you'll see anything out of it until the fall but the the police uh, state police were nice enough to leave us a giant garage out back right uh which is going to be our barrel aging warehouse wow so uh we'll start brewing those beers here probably november uh, start getting them into the wood uh, late November, early December, and yeah. then you will. I don't. I don't like to take anything out of the wood for at least eight months. Sure. Uh, I've been barrel aging uh, almost my whole brewing career. Um, I actually started the Festival of Wooden Barrel Aged Beer in Chicago 15 years ago. Um, so I've done a lot of barrel aging, and uh, I'm excited to get that program going. Yeah. Uh, to start doing releases, and and eventually we want to have 12 ounce cans of, right. uh, of barrel aged beer. Um, so that's a project that's just getting underway as we finally just got launched in, yeah. in Michigan and in, in Illinois. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of stuff c- coming on, but uh, it's probably going to be uh, kind of a quiet winter. Right. Um, and then you'll start seeing our, our festivals, our special events, and our releases uh, starting in spring. So Wow. That's all good stuff, man. I, I, I mean, if anybody has not been to uh, Haymarket, uh, this is the place to be right here in Bridgman, which uh, is almost seeming like it's it's like the brew town. I mean, we've got like three breweries just in, within a couple miles of each yeah, other. Yeah, I, I don't want to leave anybody out, so I apologize if I do. But, uh, I mean, in an afternoon or, or a two-day weekend, you can literally hit uh, North Pier, Silver Harbor, yeah. Watermark, Transient, um, Tapestry, and us. I mean, even just the Watermark to us, to Transient Tapestry, yeah. you can do that in like three hours. So. Exactly. So uh, it, it is it is a really fun place to be on the weekends we're going to be open uh every night till 11 seven days a week all winter um wow. we are going to only open for lunch thursday through sunday yeah uh starting at noon we'll open at four monday through wednesday but uh we want to be the place for after work yeah seven days a week is so much stuff over here closes down exactly. uh or closes early right. so if, if even if you work at one of those places that that closes at nine you yeah. can still come here at 10 30 get a pizza and a beer yeah. um so 
you know, we want to be that neighborhood place. And, and we're also doing, uh, if I, this is a little promotion, but no, totally. uh, we have a, a, a loyalty program that's free to join. You just sign up and you get a card uh, that will get you a $4 pint cell winner. So, wow. Yeah. That's great stuff. I mean, especially being open in the winter is just a, a good thing for people just, you know, like you said, you know, with, you know, with Cook Plant down the road and all the other businesses that are uh, all within this area. I mean, like you said, a lot of places uh, do close down in the winter. So it's great that uh, this is a cool place to hang out year round. And you, uh, one thing I do want to mention that you mentioned to me earlier is about this patio that we're sitting at right now is that you said it's, it's really warm here like all the time. Yeah, it's pretty funny. We we didn't design it this way. We weren't sure when we first got the building where we were going to put the beer garden, yeah. you know. And then we looked at the layout and it said, "Okay, it made sense to put garage doors over here. Sure. Let's put the patio here. Let's cover the wall in this in this stone. Let's make the patio stone." Yeah. And then what happened was because we get all the south facing sun, mm-hmm. uh, it ended up being like last December, yeah. we were in the middle of construction. I was sitting out here in patio chairs, drinking a beer. Like it was seventy <laughs> degrees, you know. In the shade, it was thirty-five, forty degrees. Yeah. But so we get this really interesting uh, sun. Once the leaves fall, uh, it it feels like summer out here in yeah. in late fall, early winter. Um, there was only a few months uh, through this last past winter. It was pretty mild winter, but uh, that uh, probably just totally jinxed everyone out there about winter. But uh, that it was it, you could be out here even if you needed like a hoodie or something. So right. it's interesting. We're gonna try and keep it keep it rolling as long as we can because um, I love being outside. Uh, even like when there was snow on the ground, you could yeah. still sit out here and drink a beer. So we're gonna be putting in some fire pits and and uh, we're gonna try and keep keep it rolling as long as we can. Um, uh, the other funny thing is, uh, because it was a state police station, there's a giant uh, diesel generator on the yeah. property uh, because they couldn't lose power, right? So right. if if we get a bad storm and, and the area loses power, well, we'll be open. So That's perfect. <laughs> Man, it's the good, the great things about uh, uh, taking over an uh, old state police post for sure. Well, Pete, thank you so much for, for joining us for the, uh, the Meet the Makers podcast. This was just awesome. Yeah, thanks, Johnny. I appreciate it. And plan your trip here uh, just by going to makerstrail.org to Haymarket Taproom. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Meet the Makers. We'd love for you to leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember, it's all brought to you by the Makers Trail. Plan your route at makerstrail.org.